everybody, welcome back. Welcome to the new year. As 2023, there's a lot going on, um, a lot in the future of 2023. Jeremy and I were talking just before this podcast and we were going like, man, how do we narrow it down and find something that to, to talk about? Because there's really just so much from um, you know, chat GPT, if you if you've been under a rock, you haven't heard about this kind of raw form artificial intelligence that's acceptable or I'm sorry, accessible to an individual where it makes computations. You can tell it to program something, you can tell it to write an agreement, you can tell it to do basic math functions, or even write marketing copy. And uh, you know, so that's kind of looming, and a lot of people are predicting that it's gonna take away a lot of jobs. You know, like a use case could be a doctor, now doctors aren't going to go away, but like, let's say a doctor uh, inputs all of the data and all of the symptoms, and then the AI like goes out and scans millions of possible outcomes and diagnoses the patient and prescribes a some sort of protocol or whatever for this person. Like that's a possible use case. We're obviously still going to have doctors. Um, attorneys, like I was telling you, my wife was like looking for a, a particular document um, between two, two parties. And she, she was like, Hey, remember that thing you're using the other day? Can you see if it'll get me started on this? And sure enough, it, it, it typed out, you know, we asked it for an operating agreement between two companies and put in some particulars of it 80 to 90% accurate. I mean, she had to go in and make some tweaks, but it was like incredible. I was even surprised. So I don't know, man, 2023, what do you think the future is for AI, like in the near term future? And then probably long-term as well. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's exciting. 2023 always, you know, uh, 21st century, uh, like Star Trek always sort of gave us a vision of the future. And I think AI is yeah. part of that, whether, you know, you were a Star Wars fan or, you know, Star Trek or, or not a sci-fi fan at all. Yeah. You know, you always had, I think you always had the audio, right? Like, hey, computer, do blah, 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 yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> and the computer just did it because it was just like, oh, sure. Yeah, I can look at that data. I can think with it and I can execute on it. And then you also had the the scarier version of the future where, you know, Terminator takes over the world. And yeah. You all die. But, you know, time travel and all that. So I think, um, you know, I think four or five years ago, Google did a demonstration of their Google Assistant uh, AI technology. And on it, they had a voice, an, uh, an AI voice, make a call to a hairdresser going, uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm John Smith's assistant. I'm or Sally Sue or whatever was the name, right? It was a woman. And it's like, I'm the assistant and I, I'm looking to book an appointment for her. Uh, what times do you have available next week? Sounded mm -hmm. like a human. The mm -hmm. person responds, oh, let me check. And she goes, ah. Oh. She gives the ah uh, and says, okay, I'll wait. Um, mm -hmm. And then the person responds and she's like, oh, that time doesn't work. How about this time? It was yeah. a full conversation, fully done through AI. That was five years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. So you can imagine how far they've come. And now seeing G chat GPT is obviously something that's accessible to everybody. Yeah. Sort of like uh, Dolly 2, which is the, it's not super accessible, but it's the version of the um, the art version mm -hmm. of it. So you can yeah. get images. So what I think is you're going to see a progression where it's going to get better and better. So we're going to see right now we can do words, right? Or chat, chat GPT can do words. We mm -hmm. can do images. If we can do words and images, it means we can probably do movies. Yeah. Imagine if you could design your own movie script, have an AI just create a movie for you with the general outline of what you thought of. And yeah. you, you know, I don't like that part. How about you edit it? Yeah. Um, so I think that's where the future is. Like uh, videos, images, uh, all written can be done by AI. Uh, just from a viewpoint of they can operate off of a lot more knowledge 
uh, I think you'll still need higher level human right interaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, until, yeah. Until the AI gets smart enough, uh, which is slightly terrifying. Um, I think there's immediate cases, right? Like uh, I, uh, I have a client; they want sales copy written for an offer they've got. I'm going to throw it into Chat GPT, see what it spits out, and it'll probably do really well. I may tweak a few things, and yeah. then I'll go great. Here you go, and I charge whatever I charge. I think there's some YouTube videos out there for people that are like, hey, here's seven business opportunities you can take on with Jet GPT. But I think um, I think for any business owner, you have to look into it this year. This has yeah. to be your year to look into this technology because otherwise um, it'll be like not having a website was or not having a Facebook page was. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, I think this will be that next evolution. Yeah, Mark Cuban has been saying this for years. People ask him, like, what's the next big thing? What's the next internet? And he's been saying for five or seven years, it's going to be AI. And I think now, um, well, the examples that you gave with the artwork or creating a song or creating a movie, those are the use cases. Right now, it's just in such a raw form. The people that are going to do really well and, and become the next billionaires in the next five years are the ones that adapt the raw form AI and then make a use case for it to be very, very valuable. For example, it could be like, insurance companies writing premiums and just comparing like all of the past cases uh, because they can be laser accurate with real-time data. So, you know, like that's another example of it. But I think the the use case of it in marketing is never, you're always probably going to need not to say that because AI learns so fast, it couldn't take over as say a CEO type position because the rate at which the machine learning takes place is insane. Like if so, if if it even just gets a little bit better over the next few years, to to think that it it could actually run an entire organization, but you still have even if you can go to a website and it's mar free marketing copy copy .com, you still have uh, the mechanics of it. What do you put into it, and then what do you do with the copy, and then it does it even if it's perfect doesn't need tweaked, but even if it is perfect, then how do you get it into there? And then how do you iterate the marketing copy over several versions to actually get the results? And then what do you do with the results once you get them? So I think those things are maybe a few years off in terms of, of automating. But what I think what's the most fascinating is uh, there was a, po a podcast I think we did, or it was me and Otto about automations and how incredible automations were. And to think of being able to stack and connect AI to automations, like I can't even fathom like the possibilities of using like Zapier and, and AI in any type of company, you know, marketing organization, it could be um, automating CRMs. Imagine if you had an AI to, able to go and look in all throughout your CRM at like the missed opportunities and then reach out to these people, write a script based on the previous communications with that person and then automatically reach out to them via text or email or even call them with a realistic type voice and be able to think with all of the data that it has on that person plus anything else that's accessible on the internet as a, a prospecting tool. You know, it's just like in, it's so... There's so many possibilities. I'm really excited about, you know, that, how how I can see, because I'm mainly, you know, in marketing, I was in financial services, I was in insurance, and to find uh, a use case for that to make it just so valuable, I think is, I think that's the most exciting thing for me. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit of an arms race, uh, because uh, imagine you could ask your AI, hey, build a trillion dollar company for me. Yes. Right. <laughs> and right. it goes, sure. Right. Yeah. 
and it starts building you, it builds the website because it, it does research. It goes, where's the biggest market opportunity? It looks at all the data, goes, okay, yeah, this is the yeah. biggest market opportunity. It goes, great, let's let's take advantage of it. Imagine every time you wanted to niche, you just, it inst- not instantly, but within 24 hours can build you a unique website from scratch, yeah. exactly targeted to that audience. Then it goes to Facebook, it writes the ads, it picks the images, it can run 10,000 split tests, um, yeah. runs the ads to the landing page, has a um, an automated voice, uh, like, you know, perfect follow up at the exact time, uh, use a scary amount of data, you know, because like a lot of uh, a lot of data is known about us. So it knows, okay, this person is uh, answers the phone most often for sales calls at yeah. this time. So you call it calls at that time. Uh, you know, it does all the tricks, it makes it all logical and sane. Uh, and then, you know, it kind of goes, okay, great. What's the next step? It calls, it closes. I mean, I think, I think customer support are probably one of the first things that'll go away from human jobs to AI jobs. Yeah. Um, I think prospecting, right? Like I think it to a certain extent, again, three to five years from now, it's the only question is with AI technology, the growth tends to be hockey stick, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't, you know, like, it's like, oh, it's not moving that fast. It's not moving that fast. And then all of a sudden it's everywhere and everyone uses it for yeah. things, which good and bad, right? I think we talked about the farmer example, right? It used to be yeah. all farmers. Well, I think we're going to have to figure out what we're all doing once AI solves a lot of the work yeah. that we're, we're doing now. Yeah, I mean, and it also can, if it's that easy to build a trillion dollar company, and anybody can just go and do that, then how does that affect the parameters, right? Like it might work, let's say in a perfect world, AI works perfect, it has access, it's connected to everything, you got the automations built in or whatever you need. And then like two people do that and it changes stuff that you can't even imagine that with would make it impossible for other people to do, you know? So it's it's kind of like a hypothetical, but it really is cool to think about what, what would be possible? I mean, I don't know. What do you think? You you, you talked a little bit about uh, taking jobs away or taking these customer service jobs. And basic customer service jobs have been done by AI, for not technically AI, but more automations when they just route your phone calls and, and you call in, you used to get a live person and now it's like, you know, press one if you need this, press two if you need this. AI is like that on steroids. Um, but the thing about that is that only took over telecommunications. And that was really the only application. Whereas AI has the ability to do that, but also do that in every industry. So like, what is the job outlook? Or like, how does that impact what people are doing in the next 10 years? I think 10 years is a short time horizon, but I think we've got a few things approaching. So we've got fusion energy has finally scientifically been proven to be workable, meaning Mm -hmm. It's taken less energy to, to produce more energy. It was always 100 units of energy produced, 10, then 20, yep. then 50. Yep. They've now produced, I think, 101, right? I don't know how awesome it is yet. But if you can keep that going, now becoming commercially viable. Then you've got, I think, robot technology, uh, which is moving forward, making strides, that kind of thing. And then you've got uh, extended reality, which I think that's Apple's term for uh, augmented reality and virtual reality. Yep. Uh, so things are moving forward in that world. Um, I think soon we're going to run out of games to play to a certain extent. Uh, imagine the AI technology solves the food issues, right? Uh, it goes, good. No one will ever starve. Good. Next, how do we build homes at a rate where everybody can have a home for a fraction of the price we do now? 
Um, I think we, you know, spiritually, I think we need to go through, okay, what does civilization look like when you don't have to work anymore? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, that's where I think space travel is going to be exciting. Cause I think, uh, it's going to give us a new game. It's going to yeah. be like, okay, let's, let's figure out how to go to space. Let's live on Mars. It's going to be a new challenge. It's going to be something else to do. Um, you know, that's the optimistic version. I think, uh, if we don't have the Terminator issue, um, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, even with those, there's still going to be whatever physical material or physical things, uh, limitations. So if it's like, um, with a food example or whatever. So it might be on a longer time span. The AI sends out a bunch of machines and goes to pick a bunch of corn and then refine it or whatever, make it into flour, and then finds out that there's no flour left and there's still, you know, 2 billion people that need food. So like there's that, there would be that limitation. And then that would be another iteration of, you know, how to do that. Or the same thing with building houses. You run out of physical materials. The, the AI can't necessarily think with things that haven't occurred in the past so if there's no instance of them wiping out all of the natural resource <laughs> you know then then it's like oh crap that's that's the scary thing about it is those things can occur at such a rapid rate that it, it can be very very good and very beneficial but if you know oh we're gonna make this machine that runs on water and then all of the water in the oceans is sucked up and then it's used up and steamed we have no more water for anything else you know it's like i don't know yeah, I think, uh, yeah, AI can be dumb, right? Like, can be super dumb. I think that's where we'll be in place humans, right? There's going to be some limitations put on all of that. I think, um, you know, I think life is going to get better overall, right? Yeah. I think once, once we get to the point where we have robots that are relatively smart, you know, the quality of life uh, is going to increase dramatically, I think, for everyone, right? Yeah. Just because if... You know, our, because we have prior examples, right? The last mm -hmm. big shift in humanity, the the production of humanity went through the roof uh, with steam engines, right? Like mm -hmm. the whole industrial revolution yep, yep. shifted from agrarian to what we have now. I don't yeah. know what that future looks like. It, I think a percentage of the population is probably going to live in virtual reality, just enjoy themselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, virtual jobs, things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, something like that. It's it's a little hard to predict, but uh, I think we go. Well, it'll be easier to go into the space age thing. I think once we have limitless energy, limitless production capacity, because that's what robots are, right? Is yeah. Uh, right now, our we, the biggest capacity limit we have is humanity, mm -hmm. um, right? And uh, and resources, raw resources, right? So yeah. If we can take robots and produce well, one, if we can create limitless energy. That's huge, right? That's one of the big caps off society. Yeah. And then just work work time, right? Because every robot can most likely work more than eight hours a day, five days a week. They can work probably 20 hours a day, maybe 22 hours a day. Yeah. A lot less, usually less error prone. And then <clears throat> and then seven days a week. Um, yeah. So uh, I think, you know, it could be 10 years away. It could be 50 years away before we hit that mark. Uh, but I think we're moving in that direction. Yeah, I, I think certainly the jobs that will go away initially are the jobs that are easy to automate and that people don't necessarily enjoy doing. You know, like right now, they have, they're starting to 3D print houses. Actually, it's not, it's not new. They've been doing it for several years. But 
but that's probably my prediction is that's an interim technology that's going to go away and they're just going to build houses with robots in the future, you know, like in the, in the very near future, because, uh, that thing requires quite a bit of setup, quite a bit of teardown. You got to program it for everyone. Whereas if you had several, uh, building type robots that had access to materials on a site, you could just tell it to build this all the way through, not just the foundation, the, the 3d printed houses are only the foundation and the walls. Mm. Um, and then the rest of it is obviously done by laborers, right? So you have like construction, you have maybe uh, package delivery. Amazon's even messed with the drone package delivery, not in a very high volume. I think Domino's had some gimmicky thing where they were delivering pizzas via drone. But like, look at it's just one small example of how that might change the traffic and the infrastructure if all of these packages are being delivered via drone or in bulk where you don't have. But yeah, just to think about the the how traffic would be changed if the semis were automated you know you've got elon making semis. yeah yeah but like with with traffic obviously tesla has the self-driving software i have it in my car it is it's not perfect but it is more far along than you than, than it's ever been i don't know if you've got the full self-driving update in yours or not yeah so if you've used it you know what i mean you can see how it could work but imagine when that's in semis and then you don't necessarily need semi truckers. You just need, you know, dock workers to, you know, exchange the trailers or plug it in. And, and I actually think that increases the quality of life of, of, um, those people, because now there's, there's less traffic, there's less accidents. They can do something else. Their job doesn't necessarily go away. If you look at any previous technologies, um, something else always kind of like transpired into the new thing. It's like we didn't say no to Henry Ford for building cars because all the buggy companies were going to go out of business, you know? So I think when, uh, so I think that's going to be a, a big part of it too. Like those type of jobs that people do, they're really hardworking jobs. There may be union jobs that a machine could do very easily, very predictably, safely, and also, you know, uh, efficiently and cheaply too. Yeah, I think, you know, taking this at a different angle is that if, I, if you're an employee right now, you're a business owner, start learning these things, right? You don't have to become a yeah. programmer, right? Like that is not the, the end result that there are other people, unless you want to, right? If you want to become a programmer, be a programmer. Mm -hmm. But you have to get yourself familiar with technology. You have to become mm -hmm. like a technology evangelist in your business. You can, yeah. you can only stick your head in the sand for so long, right? So... Um, whether that's, Hey, you've never had a Facebook account, get a Facebook account, man. Yeah. Like yeah. if you've never like, uh, and you might think it's a distraction. You think, Oh no, no serious person is on Facebook. Dude, everybody's on Facebook. Mm -hmm. if, yeah. You know, if, uh, if you're like, Oh, this AI thing's a fad, it's going to go away in five years. Try it, hit it hard. Yeah. Try chat, right. Like chat GPT doesn't cost anything. Right. Yeah. And even if you're like, Oh, it's going to suck. Okay, cool. Have it rewrite your current sales copy. Have it if you're a writer. Have it pre-write your things. Yeah. Uh, like uh, if you're running ads, have it try writing some ads for you. Yeah. Um. You know, just try something. Wherever, whatever. If you're in finance, there. I'm sure if I Google finance AI technology solutions to, right now, I'm sure there's things out there. And the price point's coming down. Like five years ago, it was enterprise. Enterprise companies had AI solutions. Yeah. It's coming down, small and medium business. It's already become much more accessible. It's only going to get more accessible. The technology solutions are only going to get yep. better. Um, so that's sort of the angle I would take for anybody listening is Google it, right? Whatever industry you're in, like if I type in real estate 
AI solutions right now. Yeah, you, and you don't you don't want to miss the boat. You know, it's like even if you're not in the trenches or an entrepreneur, like at the very least, uh, learn about the technology and invest in the companies that are doing it. You know. Yeah. What'd you come up with? All right, so here we've got. Tririga is uh, manages and cuts space wastage in real estate offices. Uh, so I guess that's managing the space, uh, managing the Wi-Fi through sensors. Uh, it's voice engaged. And here I've got a second one. It helps owner homeowners needing to find a real realtor fast within 24 hours. It filters agents by local expertise, accreditations, and success rates. Uh, so you want to make sure if you're if that tool is finding you know real yeah. estate agents and you're you know the end users using this tool, uh, you know then you want to make sure you're ranking there. That's another whole other platform to rank on. Uh, let's see, here's another one. Uh, so this one's a Hiro is what it's called. Uh, it basically, it's an AI agent that steps in whenever realtors can't. Uh, capturing every lead from call centers, SMS, web-based inquiries. Yeah. Access. So it's basically, it's a 24-7 agent available for when you're not. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, again, that one's probably a little bit more enterprise scale than it is an individual agent just getting started. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's there's tools out there, you, you know, being used or accessible or possible. And uh, you just have to find out what's 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 available for you, right? If you're an enterprise account, like if you're a ten million dollar business, fifty million dollar business, hundred million dollar business, I mean, honestly, you should probably have a team internally purely focused on what are the AI technology platforms that you should be on or testing them out and using them out. Yeah, uh, you know, and if you're you know if you're a one million dollar business, take some time, spend a week this year, right? Spend forty hours throughout this year, whether that's an hour a week. Or one, you know, a couple full time weeks just researching, testing it out, yeah. seeing what's working. Yeah, that's what I would recommend. Yeah, and that's the the advantage. Uh, <clears throat> like a five hundred thousand dollar or a million dollar company actually has the advantage because they're so narrow and their focus is is very very specific, and those very specific solutions are often. Um, like very, very profitable because they cater to a very small audience. And by small, I mean, it might be, you know, a hundred thousand people in the world, but it is like the exact perfect thing that they need for um, that solution, whatever is solving that problem, you know? So I think, I think we'll see a lot more of it, you know, in the future. I, while you were doing that, I was, I, I just Googled AI solutions and it's just <clears throat> like company after company on, um, more looking at like analyzing data, looking at growth. Um, there's some like national defense stuff in here. There's machine learning where they like basically find your use case and program the AI for that. The limits are, there aren't really any limits. I mean, the physical universe is a limit, right? You couldn't be like, sure. hey, you know, uh, defy gravity or something, you know, something like it could come up with some creative solution for that. But I think it's going to be exciting to see how that shifts, how the labor uh, the workforce shifts over from doing these laborious, repetitive jobs that that nobody really likes into a world where the quality of living is significantly better. And it's I, I think it will be akin to that industrial revolution, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s, where, you know, 90 percent of people were like farmers and then they started working in factories. And then like that was that was the the start of the American dream, really, you know what they what they called it. But yeah, 
Yeah, I think it's uh I think we're both in in full agreement there. I think uh God, what was I just thinking? There was this tool that I was thinking of. Oh yeah, you know, like um another example is recording all calls, all sales calls, right? Mm-hmm. And then it can analyze uh all the calls and go, okay, the ones that are closing deals are using these words versus these words. Yeah. They're asking this many questions and things like that. All of these things, it's a data-driven approach uh, that your business has to take on. So even if you're just starting out, get a CRM, right? Like get some of the basics in place because, you know, if you're not tracking the data now, once you run it, get to a certain point, you're going to lose. You're just going to miss out on so much opportunity. Uh, You know, I talk to prospects all the time and, you know, I go, great. So have you been, you know, do you have an email list? And they go, oh, yes, yes, I do. I'm, fa- I'm like, fantastic. When's the last time you emailed them? I'm like, oh, I don't email people. I'm like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. I mean, even I, it's just an enhancement on automations, like speaking of email, you know, and um, it's like, because you can set a trigger to send a specific email when the person opens it or five days after they open it. But what you can't do is say, based on the previous conversations, customize an email and send it at this uh, the most likely time for the person to open it with the most relevant information f- to them. You know, So it's just like, uh, I think it's going to do so much for particularly in our field for like marketing and sales, lead generation, um, even cu- like, you know, customer acquisition for you know doctors and dentists where they can analyze data sets and then, and then really get their ideal, uh, you know, client. It's not really just about making more money. It's actually about like connecting people to the solution that they, they really need. So I think it's going to make the world more efficient, right? At the end of the day, uh, we have a lot of inefficiencies, meaning we don't necessarily know how to market. Most businesses owners are very inefficient, Uh, But they serve for whatever reason, you know, their community, their area, their niche very well or better than a a general solution. Right. That's why we that's why I think is that 90 percent of all people are employed by small businesses. Yeah. 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 Right. It's like, well, why why are they all small? It's because, well, they serve their audience better than a big solution. But the big solutions, they have all the cool tools and the toys and things like that. Yeah. Big companies, they can't go after every vertical because they're a big company, right? Yeah. Or they don't have the infrastructure, it gets too confusing. Once you have AI, great. Now you can bring a salesperson on board and go, good, here's the ideal script. Or you don't even bring on a salesperson. Uh, you just have the AI, AI learn from thousands, millions, yeah, billions yeah. of calls and just have them close for you. Because yeah. they, and like, oh shit, I should have said, you know, the stats now show that with this type of person, say this instead of this, yeah. you know, at this time or whatever else, or you know, I think the close rates are going to go up. Uh, and then, um, yeah, hopefully all of humanity, we just get more efficient means we all get to live a better lifestyle. You know, realistically, we'll probably start to go down to a four day work week, uh, Mm -hmm. probably worldwide. Like it used to be crazy to only work 40 hours, right? Like Mm -hmm. that used to be a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think right now, England, Ireland, I think they're running big tests on the four day work week and it's actually proving pretty fruitful. Most of the companies in that experiment are seeing higher productivity with a day less of work because people are like, wait, I get a day off. I just got to work harder the four days I am working. Yeah. You know, so like imagine, okay, now we're down to four days. Eventually we, maybe we'll go down to three days because technology will be there. Right. Cause I think a lot of people are worried. It's like, Oh, I can't do go down to four days. What if my client calls or yeah. what if customer support? I'm like, cool. What if customer support was handled? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 24 <laughs> seven, no matter when you have the question, there is someone there who's able to answer 98% of questions. And if they can't, yeah, fine. They may have to wait 24 hours or whatever for someone to be available. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to be the worst case anyways, because a lot of customer support now consists of, uh, we will get back to you within 72 business hours. And you can have a legitimate <laughs> like dumpster fire in, in some software you're using. And they're like, great, we'll get back to you in 72, within 72 hours. So but I think yeah. that's fine. I, I think it'll be interesting in, in 2023. I think next time, you know, we ought to talk about a little bit about the economy and the direction the economy is going, maybe how AI affects that. And, uh, you know what the prediction is for the ensuing recession. Dun dun dun! Coming dun, dun, to dun. you next time. <laughs> See you guys.